This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. Did you forget where you were from? I thought about it there for a second. <laughs> uh, welcome to my world. I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm currently in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 21st. Oh, my God. I have so much work to do before Christmas. Episode 2584 brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Oh, here's a little joy from last year's Radiothon. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, it's getting dark at five, which makes me want to cry, because every shadow leads to spooky rides. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, horses in every stall, but the prettiest sight to see is the tack room that is clean with new Windex saddles and all. A pair of bathed thoroughbreds with white blazes on their heads is something that I wouldn't mind. Some chestnut mares that trot and walk with ears pricked up is fine. And my husband may find that his credit card declined. Whoops. Sorry, honey. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We survive no stirrups November. But the best part of the whole thing are 12 hours of podcasting. Thanks to Horse Radio Network. Happy holidays from Joy from Retired Race Horse Radio from my horses to yours. I love Joy songs. <laughs> so um, that was your co-host. <laughs> I know that's my co-host from Retired Racehorse Radio, and um, she's talented. <laughs> I mean, just the cl- just have to be so clever to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it is like completely like writing a song, right? I mean, it's the same thing songwriters go through. But uh, she can sing too. I remember when we played that, we didn't know it was her, <laughs> so it was like, wow. She can sing. That's funny. Hey, thanks to all the auditors that stopped by last night for our little Zoom party. And you stopped in from our, our bathroom, actually. I, I did. You told me I I should join the Zoom call. And I was at, the, at a restaurant with Chad. So I went into the bathroom and and uh, joined the Zoom call. And I've never, I've never, I've done a Zoom with Lucas's class, like from the desktop, but I've never done one on my cell phone. So it took me a while to download it. Boy, and everybody's bus looked tiny in this little screen. They well, you were kept telling me how how to see everybody at the same time, and I could, can't do that on my phone, so no. I kept swiping right. And I was like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> it was so <laughs> exciting to see everybody. It was really fun. Yeah, it was fun to do that, and we appreciate everybody stopping by last like, night. Reese was there, and Philip was yeah. there, and Debbie was there. I mean, uh, Stacy Westfall so was, there. Stacey Stacey was there. Stacy was there. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it was it cool. Was crazy. We had a bunch of hosts. Debbie was there. She was from Flag is Up. She was there. Uh, and uh, so that was fun. And also, I wanted to thank Carol, one of our auditors. She put together a word search with HRN terms and also horses in the morning terms and fa- and sayings that we do. And it's one of those, you know, where all the letters are there, you have to find the words. Well, uh, I posted that. It's a PDF document. You can print it out and do it. And I posted it on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. So if you want to have a little fun doing that, you can do that. If you're a super fan, that's a, probably a fun thing to do. So thank you, Carol, for putting that together. What's coming up on today's You're going to get an all are trying to do that aren't you <laughs> yeah, it's it's those are tough and this one i i've been i've been doing it and i found a couple of words i found my name i did find there. that yeah. That's what you're trained to find. I'll yeah. find the hashtag Damn Zeus. I'm sure. <laughs> sure it's uh, in there. Today, we're going to talk to Executive Director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation, Alex Capper, to talk about the 2021 Extreme Mustang Makeover Competitions. Glenn is signing up, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, plus, oh my God, you guys, I saw Black Beauty. So we're going to let you know what I thought about the new Black Beauty. And I'm going to have a guest movie reviewer coming on the show as well to talk a little bit about it. Also, Michael from Kevin Equine is going to be here preparing for telling us about preparing for competitions. And of course, it's Monday. We have to get with your equestrian first world problems. And it's going to be the last equestrian first world problems of the year. No, that is not true. true. We have equestrian first world problems on the daily. That's it's true. Just the last <laughs> time I'm going to say it out loud. Last time we're <laughs> announcing them. Well, happy birthday to auditors Lori Rodriguez, Tiffany Crumbly, and Sarah Millard. Sarah, we haven't heard from you lately. How are you doing out there in Colorado? And also, we have some brand new auditors we'd like to welcome, Cade Smith and Melody Yeager. Thank you for joining us and becoming part of the family. We really appreciate it. Oh, you guys, it's very sad. Um... Abby has left me for her other family for Christmas. <laughs> and so I have no assistance down in the barn. And the one that she actually grew up with as a, from a baby. She's like with like, her like biological yeah, parents or people. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they went on a vacation together. Like, it's like, I don't even exist. Uh, so um, the, the, I, I needed some help yesterday on the farm and listed, uh, you know, I needed to take a horse on a trail ride, but he's not quite ready to go out by himself. So I needed somebody and Abby usually rides Duke. Um, but Abby's not here. So I enlisted the assistance of Lucas and Chad to come on a trail ride with me to help me train a horse. So Lucas, for the first time ever, went on a trail ride on Duke Was all he by riding? himself. Yeah. He rode the Duke all by himself. And then, uh, Chad rode one of my borders mares, Luna. She's a great, like kid safe mare. And so the three of us went on a trail ride and it was amazing. And I only was a terrible mother one time because my kid only fell off once. Okay. Just <laughs> once. And I might've got it on video. Did he bounce? <laughs> No, he's like a little ninja, man. It was amazing. So he goes over to open the gate. So the gate in between the pasture and the, where the trail start. And I couldn't get my little baby racehorse over to the gate. And Lucas is like, I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, Duke is the one. We always open the gate on Duke. Just walk over the gate, lean over, open it. So Lucas rides over, 
leans over. But Duke is a lot taller than the gate is. So Lucas had to lean over and down and starts fidgeting with the gate. And that jerk of a horse just walked off. <laughs> and so Duke just he slid off the off. side. <laughs> he actually, I was like, sit up, buddy. Because I saw it coming, you know, like you could see it coming. But he's like, I can get the gate. I can get it. And Duke starts to walk off. And so Lucas just, gra- instead of trying to get back on the horse, he actually made the smarter decision, which was just to cling really tight to the gate. <laughs> and so Duke walked <laughs> off. And it's like he just plucked him right off of Duke. And you see he landed right on his feet. And he goes, I'm okay. <laughs> you t- what are you telling him? And, um, come here, come happened. close, come close. When that happened, um, it was easier to open the gate then. Well, you know, keep him there because it's time to do your review. Oh, is it time? It's time. Okay. Now, you saw Black Beauty, the new one that put out by Disney and, you know, every that you had, you had uh, negative thoughts about when you saw the trailer. I did. And I'll tell you why. Because... It's Black Beauty. It's iconic. It's a classic. It's my favorite book of all time. And I really, I was, I'll, I'll call you in when I'm, when I need you. As my guest reviewer is Lucas. We watched it together last night. Oh, you made him suffer through that? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the movie, you know, I, I, I just had. Can I just stop you? I don't know which makes you a worse mother, uh, getting your, your kid dumped <laughs> on a trail ride or making him watch that movie. I'm not sure. Uh, I was super mom yesterday, Glenn. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So what I was, I was kind of thinking, okay, you know, it's not, it's, it's it's a Mustang and it's a mare and clearly it's not a Mustang. It's a, obviously some sort of thoroughbred that's being used in the movie. And it, it, you know, they made it into the, the classic cliche horse girl movie. Horse girl, parents died yeah. living on the farm with the uncle and all this. And um, so the movie starts and it's this amazing cinematography. Now, remind you, I wanted to like this movie. I wanted to, but I just knew I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things. Okay. So the movie starts and it's this horse galloping on the on the beach. You know, it's amazing and it's beautiful. And I'm like, oh, that is really pretty. And the cinematography like sweeps into other phases of, of, of the horses, the Mustangs out in the wild. And then here comes the chopper and the helicopter comes to round them up. And, it, you know, that is like really tough for me to watch because it's really tough to have that as a part of the world, you know, I, I, I think it's just horrible that they do that. And, um, so they round them all up, you know, and they touch on the fact that one guy's buying 25 and they talk about how they're three strike horses and they're basically selling them to slaughter. And so uh, they immediately start touching on the plight of the Mustang and what is actually wrong with the, the Mustang. And this is present day time. Right. And so here comes a guy to adopt to to buy, I guess, one of the Mustangs, and he's trying to pick one out, and he sees this black mare that they've just rounded up. And the guy who comes out, his name is John Manley, and he's Daenerys Targaryen's dude in Game of Thrones. He's the guy from Game of Thrones, and I loved him in Game of Thrones. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Game of Thrones. Awesome. He's great. So immediately, I'm like, Hey, cool. And then you start to notice that there's ties. By the way, should we give a spoiler alert on this one? Yes. Okay. Spoiler well, I mean, alert. if you haven't read the book, 
I mean, if you haven't read the book, read the book first. Because there's a lot of, like, the characters that they used in Black Beauty, the, the book, were the same name of the characters in the new movie. So, like, the girl's name was Joe Green. And Joe Green was one of the, the grooms and, and that, that, you know, almost killed Black Beauty at one point because they wrote him to her. Anyway, the movie was amazing. Glenn, I loved every second of it. Really? I I probably cried at least 40 times. Well, that's not unusual for you in a movie though. No, it's <laughs> not it's not unusual in a horse movie. But they just did such an amazing job of taking the book that was written in the 1800s and taking like a more modern look on what some of the problems would be and by the way the the snotty mom who's in it is actually the lady in Meet Joe Black, who I loved as well. So the casting was awesome. This girl was great. The The, the horse was awesome. Uh, now, yes, I looked down at one point and it's like they had black vet wrap around one of the horses. Like they were trying to cover up a white sock or something, you know, to make it all black. And I did see that. I did see the fact that the Mustang is running around completely wild and it's got shoes glistening in the light, you know, it's <laughs> gleaming. And so you can see that the horse has four shoes on. Well, you know what? They should have painted those black and not let us see them, but it happened. You know, here, take my, my horsey persona out of it. it. Who cares? I would have been mad if a horse that they had galloped that much didn't have four shoes on for the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would and have been think, bad. And non-horse people would never notice it, right? No, 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 but I, I they just would saw never it. notice that it was a thoroughbred and all that stuff. And know? I saw it in Hildago when he releases him at the end, you know, spoiler alert, and runs off and he's got shoes on. And I was like, well, that was irresponsible of him not to pull the shoes off before he turned the horse <laughs> loose. You know, like, but they probably didn't take time in the movie to do that. Anyway, point is, they did an awesome job. You guys, I am, uh, you got, you look past some of the stupid things that they did, you know, with the, uh, the um vet wrap and the shoes but really that was about it he hey hold on lucas come over here come over here so at one point you know the the all the different things that happened in the book with the the draw reins were the same as the bearing rein and they were just they really made um kind of a modern take on what happened but lucas tell everybody about your your least favorite part of the movie Get close to the microphone. Um, when one of the horses died. What horse? Ginger. Yeah. I did not like that. He cried himself to sleep last night. It was so sad. I mean, if you haven't seen the book, you haven't read the book, then there's a ginger in the book, and then ginger dies in the book, and then ginger died in the movie. And oh my God, ugly crying. Lucas and I were ugly. We were sobbing on the couch. You knew the story. <laughs> This one was one of them I cried at. <laughs> yeah, Lucas doesn't cry in movies usually, and he was, I don't understand why Ginger had to die. <laughs> but it's true. It was so sad. Because the 150-year-old book said Ginger had to die. Yeah, we. I knew it was coming. It doesn't matter that I knew it was coming, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Oh, come here. So will you say at least if you liked the movie or not? Into the mic. I did like the movie, but it's just really sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you were to give it s stars, one out of five stars, five being the best and one being terrible, well, how many stars would you give it? 
Four, like, three and a half. Three and a half. It's a three and a half by Lucas. Three and a half by Lucas. And to me, again, I just, they just did such a fantastic job. And they enlisted actual real great actors, like Claire Forlani. I just remembered her name. She was the one who played the snotty mom, you know, and then... The Game of Thrones guy was the uncle. But he was John Manley and then Joe Green. And they've tied together all the names and all the different situations where Black Beauty, you know, works so hard and nobody tends to him afterwards after he saves a life. It was, it was Okay, the ultimate question. Awesome. Horse husband here and taking your keeping yours in mind, too. Uh, would any horse husband like this or would we be out 10 minutes in? I can ask. Hey, Chad, did you like it or not? Better than I expected. He's oh my goodness. What did he say? He said it was better than I expected for sure. Well then he expected nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> So it was kind of good. Like it wasn't horrible. So so yeah, he, Chad said it was better than he expected. And I'm telling you guys, there's a part where she basically does a does a join up with the horse and the horse comes up to her. And um, I, I think Debbie actually had the, ma- the the maker of the movie, the writer of the movie on her show, didn't she? I think she so, did, yeah. Yeah, look that up real quick because there's radio, a part yeah. – and John Manley keeps saying breaking, breaking, breaking. And it just, when you t- say breaking a horse, it just sticks in the back of my neck. Just, ugh, just I hate that term. I just, and, and finally, she said, why do you call it breaking? That's just what it is. Yeah, breaking the horse. He, he was like, well, what should we call it? She was like, well, I call it partnering. And I was like, oh, I love that. See, they even touched on that. It was it was a very much like some Monty Roberts kind of stuff in it. It was really, really nice. It was, well, you guys. Had, she, really you were fun. right. And episode 172 back in November, end of November on Horsemanship Radio, she had the Black Beauty director on, Ashley okay. Avis. Yep. See, I didn't want to listen to it until I'd seen the movie because I didn't want to have any preconceived notions. So now I'll go back and listen to it because I, I really now I want to hear how they made it. It was you guys. It was really good. I was I really wanted to I wanted to like it, but I kind of wanted to hate it and come on here and be funny and rip it, <laughs> you know. But like I can't because it was really good. <laughs> well, there you go. I, you know, everybody that had all the horse people I've seen that have posted about it had the same thing. They all went in wanting to hate it and came out going, "Well, that wasn't too bad after all." It was so, so good. Yeah. And I was crying. She's like, I, I actually woke up late did this Chad morning. Cry? My face is swollen. No, Chad does not cry. <laughs> and, and Lucas and I are sobbing, right? We're like, I mean, I'm ugly crying on the couch. Lucas is snuggled up in me. We're just like, oh my God. And I turn over to look at Chad and he's and not crying. And Lucas goes, Dad, why aren't you crying? Why? <laughs> and Chad goes, because it's not saving Private Ryan. <laughs> That's the only movie he's ever cried at, Saving Private Ryan. I'm like, you're heartless. How could you not cry? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I would cry just with the two of them crying. You know? But, like, uh, it was. There you it's, go. It's just, yeah. What, that, well, Daddy's that, heartless. And Jamie's <laughs> going to be crying tomorrow morning, too, because we ha- our challenge is tomorrow. Actually, okay. we're going to be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. Jamie's here on an unusual Tuesday. And we are doing the official taste testing with Marmite versus Vegemite. We're bringing our toasters up because apparently you're supposed to have this on toast with butter and then this stuff on top. So we're doing our official taste testing on the air. And then we're going to be playing some trivia with some auditors tomorrow. So tomorrow's all about just having fun and goofing off. So we'll be here 
or tomorrow. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm nervous about trying these new things, but I'm also excited because I hate the fact that all breakfast is sweet with syrup, and I I don't I don't like sweet stuff. So the fact that this is a potential new breakfast item for me that does not include sugar is exciting. It's whether you're going to become a British or Australian. I know. Who? Where's my loyalty lie? <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. And I'm hoping to have a guest on who's an expat. Uh, so she'll be able to guide us through the whole tasting process. Because apparently there are rules, how much you use, all this stuff. So we're going to be guided through it, hopefully by a professional. Okay. With an accent. If uh, not, I did watch the... Um, what was the thing you posted? Who is that? Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman on uh, Tonight Show. On toast on the Tonight Show. So I did watch that, so I am prepared. At least I know what to do. Yep, that's right. And apparently toast is the thing. So I have my bread ready, and we'll bring the toasters in, and we'll do it right here at our desks. But right now, we have to head over to Michael at Kemen Equine, who got to talk a little bit about competition horses and how to get them ready for the season here. And also, I have a Radiothon package that I put together. Now we're moving up to last year, 2019. So here's some songs and poems that'll be I'll play for you just to get you in the mood this week. It is Christmas week, and uh, you'll you'll hear the talent that uh, all of our listeners have. Apparently, Jamie and I don't have any, but they have tremendous. Somebody talent. has to. Yeah, that's right. So, and then we're going to be back with some first world problems, and we're going to talk more Mustangs uh, with the executive director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Well, I asked Michael to come back for one final time here in 2020. He, of course, is from Kem and Equine. And here in Florida, we're getting into competition season, believe it or not. That all starts in January down in Wellington and up here in Ocala. We have endurance horses in. We have jumpers in. We have hunters in. We have dressage riders in. We, we now are having Western shows come in this time of the year into the New World Equestrian Center. So we got a little bit of everything going on here. And I... I really wanted, Michael, for you to talk a little bit about competitions. You know, a lot of these uh, horses are competing in multi-day events, uh, you know, and after day one, it can take its toll. And then you get into day two or day three, depending on what the competition is. And, you know, what can be done to help horses maintain a high level of performance throughout the multiple day events? Well, you know, that's a great question. It's one that we hear pretty often. You know, these horses are typically, they're highly trained athletes. They're used to a, a very rigorous and well-developed conditioning program. So ensuring adequate nutrition, that's going to be the first step to ensure that peak performance. And with that, carbohydrates and fat supply the bulk energy of these horses during exercise. And the use of each one often depends on the intensity and the type of exercise. So the higher that level of intensity, the more the horse is going to rely on carbohydrates to actually fuel that performance. So during this high-intensity exercise, up to 70% of the energy that's needed is actually going to be supplied by carbs. So what we need to do is be working with our feed companies, our reps, our nutritionists to ensure that the horse's diet really meets that energy demand. That, that would be that step one. So, okay, so that's step one. What's step two? So step two is ensuring that that horse can actually get the energy out of that feed. So the cells in the body, they take up carbohydrates from blood plasma in the form of glucose or blood sugar. It's the easiest way to put it. Uh, this glucose is actually stored in the liver and the skeletal muscles, and we call that glycogen. I'm sure we've all heard of that term. So this glycogen is really the fuel that your horse relies on to power those muscles. So not only do we need to fill that tank, those tanks in the muscles with glycogen, but we also need to keep them full. During a competition, if those glycogen levels actually fall around 50% of normal, that horse's performance starts to drop. 
it doesn't take a whole lot to really even drop these levels. And a good example is, is uh, using the 800-meter sprint method. That 800-meter sprint can actually deplete glycogen storage by up to 65%. So we're already just in that short amount of, of distance that horses ran, depleting it beyond that or below that 50% mark. So now your horse might not run that 800-meter sprint, but multiple events, as you were talking about, over the course of several days or even just one day where they're showing more than once that day, it can actually deplete that glycogen level to the point that your horse, it just won't do as well in the, the upcoming events or the upcoming days. Once they're significantly depleted, it can take up to 48 to 72 hours to actually fill those glycogen tanks back up. So our goal should really be to help that horse replenish that glycogen storage as quickly and safely as possible. So, so how do we do that? How do we do the replenishment part? So if those skeletal muscles could be more efficient in the uptake of that blood glucose, they may be able to actually increase those glycogen levels in the cells. So this could be improved performance and it can delay fatigue. Again, making sure that there is enough energy in the diet is important. But also, we really need to make sure that the horses are efficient in getting that energy out of it. Research in glycogen synthesis is limited in horses, but we get to see it a lot in other animals, especially in humans, in that supplemental chromium can actually improve glucose uptake into those skeletal muscles. The theory is really more glucose taken up by the muscles, the quicker we can replenish that glycogen, and the better your horse is going to perform. So what are some sources of chromium that are in a typical horse diet? You know, what are they eating that provides chromium? So, you know, chromium, it's important to know, it's, it's a mineral, and it's naturally occurring, but it's usually found in low levels in a lot of the feed ingredients that we see. So the issue with these sources of chromium is that it's just not very bioavailable, meaning your horse can't really absorb or utilize that chromium. A better source would be something like chromium propionate, which is a very highly bioavailable source of chromium, and we get to use it in horse diets. More specifically, we use chemtrace chromium because it's the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium propionate on the market today. Uh, this means that only chemtrace chromium has been shown that, to actually meet the safety and efficacy requirements in order for us to feed it uh, in our feed or in our supplements. Kemen has decades of experience with chemtrace chromium, and we have invested millions of dollars to ensure that the safety and efficacy of that product is not only safe for horses, but also in other animals as well, such as swine, broiler, and cattle. So how do you get, how do you get chemtrace chromium? You know, there are several feed or supplement companies out there that are beginning to introduce chemtrace chromium into their formulations. I would encourage you to get on our website, and you can find a complete list of products that are utilizing it today. And you can find out what will be most suitable for your horse. And you can visit Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ for more information on that. Very good. That's Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. Thank you, Michael. All right. Thank you, Glenn. You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. <laughs> Away in Ocala, Windy and Glen are set. 12 hours of radiothon, the best one yet. Coach Jen and Jemmy are ready as well. Can they control the chaos? Only time will tell. The auditors are stirring podcast players on to hear really great stories or maybe their song, hoping a host will draw all their name from a sack so they can win a prize from horselovers.com or state line tack. 
Oh, hear me, fellow auditors, keep your hands away from that saddle from Wintech. That one's headed my way. Okay, really, my saddle doesn't fit my new horse, so you got to help me out there, Glenn. So many other prizes you all can win, it's true. But if you didn't get an entry in, you better call today or you'll be blue. Listen up, Bowhorse World, from near and from far. At the barn or working or even in your car. HRN is what you need all year long, even though Radiothon has some very questionable songs. Happy holidays and happy horsing, everyone. Hi, everyone. I was driving through Oklahoma the other day and I ran into Jamie. I said, Jamie, are you going to be in your new home for the holidays? Jamie sighed. She said, my husband better get it ready or it'll be Chad's nuts roasting on an open fire. (laughs) Happy holidays. Here comes Glenn the Geek, here comes Glenn the Geek, right on to HRN. Scooter and Nyland, all their friends, pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, auditors singing, all is merry and bright. So send your entries in, listening, cause Glenn the Geek comes tonight. Happy holidays, HRN family. This is from My Horse Truly in Kansas. I tore my hay bag right in half. Somebody snitched on me. Kicked my (laughs) pony brother right in the ouch. Somebody snitched on me. Daily Duncan rinse in my tank. Give that electric fence a really good yank. My, that bills will break any bank. And somebody snitched on me. Oh, I'm getting peppermints for Christmas. Even though mommy is mad. I'm getting training Training for Christmas. Because I ain't been nothing but bad. I won't be seeing Santa Claus. Somebody snitched on me, brother. He won't come visit me because somebody snitched on me. Where'd these cameras come from? Next year I'll be sneakier. Next year, I'll be trickier. I'll start now. It's never too late. Because someone will snitch on me. Here comes Vaxxin. Here comes Vaxxin. Right down Clarkland's Lane. 80 acres and all his friends were left out in the field. Baby giraffes, they have no fear. Let's go and have a romp. The fence was down, so he hopped right out and strolled through Mare Wonderland. There is Vexen, there is Vexen with Leslie's lady. She's a pretty bay mare without compare to catch any gathering's fancy. She's Eclipse awarded, oh my lord, you shot just a little too high. She's Beholder's mama, oh my god, we'll never live this down. There goes Vexen, there goes Vexen, on back home again. Merrily trotting back into his bluegrass field again. Hammers pounding painted boards, oh what a beautiful sight. 
So let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Vex is at home tonight. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Sam and Morgan Reeves at Left Field Sugar Bushes. Well, there you go. Some of our talented listeners from last year submitting for Radiothon, and I'll have some more of those as the week goes along. Uh, but uh, I, you know what? It's time to treat yourself for the new year with a brand new Eco Gold pad. Eco Gold saddle pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat, and ultra thin flaps provide you, the rider, with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. That's ecogold.ca. And Jamie uses this pad every day when she rides, so she can vouch for it for sure. I love it. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Last one of 2020. First Better be good. Let me just remind you, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. Sorry, my microphone might, it's just, it's not, not behaving right now, so... Um, Glenn, if somebody in the new year has an equestrian first world problem and they want to share it with us, what they have to do is they have to become an auditor to share it with us. I post a post in the, on the Facebook page on Sunday nights or Glenn does, and uh, people just write in their problems. It's, it's an, it's a release. It's cathartic. Uh, Glenn, how do they become an auditor? You can go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right side of the page, and you'll see the auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the party. And uh, you know, like we would had last night, we had a party last night, and uh, you get to do a whole bunch of different things and get to be part of the super secret Facebook room. Um, so here's some of the problems Which that isn't our people really have. secret because I mention it every week. It's really not a secret, yeah. but you have to be an auditor to join. Right. Um, so Jillian said, um, saddle shopping sounds like fun, but it's not like nothing fits my horse. It's exhausting. <laughs> and you it feel like exhausting. you shouldn't be riding your horse. And then like, but you're like, I still want to ride. And you try to ride bareback with the pad. It's uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. Uh, TJ says, I got a new fancy saddle pad, but every time I go to use it, my horse is wet and has like rolled in the sand. So I can't. <laughs> of course, you can't get it dirty. Can't <clears> don't want to get that new saddle pad dirty. That. And Bailey says, I, this is great. And Bailey, I need to know where the sale is. I bought my horse's new leather halters about a month ago because they were on sale. And then they went even more on sale. So then I had to buy them some backup halter as well, because it's like they were free. <laughs> ba Bailey, you, if you guys, all of you listening right now, if there is a great sale on something, it is your responsibility. Okay. Your job, nay, your, it, it should be contractual. If you become an auditor, you have to share the salespeople. If it's like it's free, we all need to know about it. Kara says, my phone doesn't recognize me with face ID when I'm like yawning at it. It doesn't recognize you with masks on either. So I, mm. I took it off because I, it's like if I'm out someplace and have the mask on, it doesn't know me. Yeah, I, d I, d I took Face ID off my phone I liked well. it, too, when I used it, but uh, right now, not so convenient. Uh, no, because I what I don't like about the Face ID is my phone tells me when I'm pretty or not. <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, I'm not letting you in here. 
No, you have no business coming in. You could have combed your hair today. Stay out there. You are a hot mess and you are not invited. I don't even know you anymore. That is what my phone would say to me like first thing in the morning when I'm trying to log on. Uh, Christina says- my stalls with poop all over. Oh yeah. No, my, my phone's like, no, 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 no. Put me down. Come back and try again later. Um, my Christina says, my dog is so pretty and white. After I give her a bath, she looks so beautiful. But when she's out in the snow against like the bright white, she looks like she needs another bath. <laughs> Such a first yeah, bath. even white horses don't look good in the snow. Um, I really like, I'll save Jill's for less. Um, Carrie says that I borrowed Monica's nice stirrups from my dressage lesson yesterday and they were so comfy that now I need some, but I just spent all my extra horsey budget on a saddle pad. Well, you are five days away from Christmas and somebody forgot he could get you a gift. I mean, but I do love the fact that it actually elicited a conversation. Um, some people got angry. Jennifer said, no more saddle pads. My students have so many cute square pads and everyone in them buys a one more as a gift. And I have to tell them no more pads. Just have them buy you an extra lesson. And Carrie spoke to my heart when she said, um, my horse needs them. He is too perfect not to have a closet full of nice saddle pads. <laughs> too perfect. So back at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teresa said I got an unexpected Christmas bonus from work, but instead of spending it on gifts for my family, I really want to spend it on my horses. Why is that a problem? That's a, that's just life. Yeah. That's, that sounds normal for a horse girl. Actually. I don't, I don't even know why you brought it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Just do what you're going to do. Um, Margaret says I haven't bought any Christmas presents for my family or friends and Christmas is only a couple days away, but I bought new blankets, treats and a halter for my pony from Santa and new riding boots for me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, I have an equestrian first world problem this week. Yeah. What's that? So I brought in two really, really nice thoroughbred geldings. Oh, One that's right. is yeah, that's the right. gray, 16 hands. You've only posted 5,000 pictures with the gray horse. I'm kind of obsessed with him. He's a <laughs> snuggler, and he just puts his head on your chest and just melt. And he's so nice and sweet. Then I also brought a black one who's like 16 too. And I mean, he moves like totalists. Like, I, I, I can't argue. I'm like, do I keep the sweet, pretty dapple gray or the fancy black one? I don't know what to do. <laughs> that is a first world problem. <laughs> I'm like, which one do I keep? Which one do I get paid to train? I don't know. Um, let's see. We've got Kelly says, all I want to do is go and ride every day for the next three days. But I literally have a mountain of unopened boxes in the attic and nothing is wrapped. Can I just put Amazon boxes under the tree and call it a day? <laughs> well, I'm going to send you a picture of my Christmas tree because there's about half Amazon boxes and half wrapped <laughs> presents. Well, uh, you know, an Amazon box, box, it is kind of wrapped. And it's wrapped, and it's harder to get in than regular That's wrapping. That's right. You too. You need a knife to get into the thing. So, yeah. Lily says after I give her, the... I give her permission. I'm just going to oh, totally, uh, yeah. Put him in a Put Amazon him under box. The tree. Who cares? Uh, going to have yeah. now that pretty Amazon logo everywhere. Yeah. Um, after spending my day in the barn, Lily says, the last thing I want to do is cook cereal. It is. And she posted the meme that speaks to me, like right to my soul. Uh, it's, a, it's a meme that says, who knew that the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life until you die. <laughs> my God. 
what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Do what I have, what do I have? What do I have in the kitchen? Do I need to go to the store? God, mm, what did I feed him last night? Like I can't feed him some same similar. It's exhausting. Jenny says, I want to take pictures of my pony with a Christmas tree, but she's like so filthy. I'll have to groom her for like an hour first. Yeah. You saw my Christmas card. I didn't groom nobody. Just <laughs> lay down in the pasture. Hurry. Let's go take a picture before we get that. It up. was a great Christmas card though. Oh, thank you. I actually, Lucas's hair is still wet from the shower I made him take. Well, now, now let me look at it. I have it right here. You only see the head of the horse, and he doesn't look that dirty, so. Uh, my ho- oh, Duke? Yeah, I couldn't I'm sure tell. he's laying on poop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Amy says, my family continues to ignore Pony at the top of my Christmas list. Like, it's some sort of joke. <laughs> it is not a joke, Amy, and you need to make sure that they understand. But here's – go further. Don't just be vague about I want a pony for Christmas. Be like, I want this pony for Christmas. And I might have bought the pony for Christmas, so I'll be taking cash donations to support him. Uh, <laughs> Laura says, one of the skylights in my indoor arena is broken, and it's so pretty to ride when the snow is falling through, but it scares my horse. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things. Yeah. To you. Um, <clears throat> Anna says, I have too many horses and I can't decide who to ride. I only have time for a few, but I own nine. <laughs> that's a, that a problem. Uh, Laurie says, I really, really want the Western saddle pad. The RRP is selling and I only have nine saddle pads already, but I don't have a Western saddle that fits my OTTP. So then I have to buy a Western saddle for her too. If I'm going to buy the pad, obviously just buy all the things. I'm a terrible influence on children and adults. Uh, Kimberly says in one week. Well, you're a terrible oh, influence on their wallets. That's for sure. That's true. Uh, but you need to pay attention to this one, Glenn, because okay. it's it's time. Um, one, Kimberly says in one week, I'm going to have a birthday with a zero. And a year ago, I put in for a week off. But COVID halted my horsey plans. And since the hit him is also on vacation, there won't be a daily winnie for me on my birthday. Who was this? Kimberly in California. All right, hold on. Kimberly. She's having a birthday with a zero. Don't we all have a lot of birthdays with zeros? No, you only get a birthday with a zero every 10 years. I know, and I have had a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday, Kimberly. See, we didn't forget you. Wait, play it again. Happy birthday, Kelly. She also posted it under there. And they're going to miss my birthday, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly and Kimberly, happy birthday. And I'm sure there's more of you. So, I yeah, would for like anybody to anybody else listening, you need to let us know by Wednesday if your birthday is yeah. in the next week and a half. So, please do. Please yeah. do. Um, Kelly also says, I moved my baby horse closer. So, now I can see him every day. But now I realize how much more training I have to do. <laughs> yeah, they don't, it's weird. They don't like grow up and get trained. You actually have to do it. It sucks. Well, uh, all right. That we're, we, we've run out of time, but we can come back and do more, too, after the guest, if you want. Wait, let me do the one more then. Okay. I just Jill saved. I said, save it. I said, I, she said, I just came back from my Florida vacation, but all I want to do is ride my pony. But they're installing new mirrors in my indoor today, so I have to wait to use it. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
And all mirrors do is scare the crap out of horses anyway. So I mean, right? Yeah. God. All right. Coming up next is Alex, who is the executive director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And we have a very exciting announcement to make, too. Well, Alex has a bunch of exciting announcements, but we're going to make one as well. So let's get Alex on here. Well, hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning. How are you? Good. Of course, we have a lot of familiarity here on the show with Mustangs, Jamie having gotten a few and a lot of our listeners having adopted uh, over the time. Tell us a little bit about what the Mustang Heritage Foundation is, and then we'll talk about the Extreme Mustang Makeovers coming up in 2021. Sure, sure. Well, um, the Mustang Heritage Foundation is actually the uh, premier Mustang placement organization uh, here in the United States. Uh, We have several different programs and vehicles for raising public awareness and getting Horses and burrows placed into private homes. Probably most notable um, is our Extreme Mustang Makeover Competition, uh, as well as the Trainer Incentive Program. And then we have an educational campaign called America's Mustang. So really, we are just focused on raising awareness uh, about the Mustang situation um, and helping get them placed into private care. And the Mustang Heritage Foundation has been responsible for for the placement of a lot of Mustangs. But your education program really has done a great job, yeah. and the makeovers and everything has just increased awareness to the point where people are adopting Mustangs more than they ever have in the past, right? I know there's still a lot to be adopted, but... Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. So since uh, 2007, when we had our first uh, big event, our first Extreme Mustang makeover, we've placed over 16,000 horses and burrows into private care. Uh, so yeah, we have done a lot. Now, obviously this wouldn't be possible without our partnership with the Bureau of Land Management and the great relationship we have working with them. But uh, working together, yeah, we've been able to get a lot of horses and burrows uh, out of those government facilities and, and uh, into private homes. And there's still a lot more to go. We still have work to do, but uh, we'll take it a step at a time. And that's what the Extreme Mustang Makeovers are all about. And, uh, you know, 2020 has been a weird year uh, for everybody. But uh, is 2021, are you looking ahead and going, we're going to be back in business here now that vaccines are coming in and everything? Absolutely, absolutely. We are we are pressing forward. I know that the uh, equine community is ready to get back to normal. Uh, a lot of folks are ready to, you know, be back in the saddle, as they say. So we are we are looking forward to a very very productive uh, event schedule for 2021. We actually have three extreme Mustang makeovers scheduled uh, for the year. Uh, one in Lexington, Kentucky, one in Oklahoma City, uh, and then one in uh, New Jersey uh, as well. So we're kind of all over the country and uh, spread out across the summer starting in June. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good year for us. We're very, very excited. And I think by June, it, that's going to be pretty safe. Now, obviously, I read the press release and, you know, obviously COVID, COVID can change all plans uh, and, you know, yeah. and that uh, could change anything next year. But I think by June, you'll you'll have a pretty good shot at it. So, what are the rules? They they get the mustangs and and can train them for how many days? Sure, sure. So it uh, depends on the specific event, but it's uh, between 100 and 120 days. Um, so to participate, uh, you go through an application process. You get approved by MHF. Uh, to compete in the event, uh, and the facilities have to be approved by the Bureau of Land Management, uh, your facilities that are. 
uh, that is, excuse me. Um, from there, uh, upon approval, you go and you select a wild horse uh, to begin your training process. Um, something new this year is we are going to be uh, offering some different uh, options for folks to pick up their horses. Um, you'll have a, a pickup window and you'll be able to utilize uh, not only the pre-scheduled uh, events, but also any uh, satellite event that the Bureau of Land Management is producing and hosting, as well as going to the facilities and utilizing our tip storefront. So really trying to make things a little more accessible for our trainers this year, especially given the concerns with COVID and shutdowns and travel restrictions and all that good stuff. So about 100, and 100, 100 to 120 days, uh, and then you start that training. How many? What is, yeah. hold on, Glenn, what is a tip storefront? Sure, that sounds sure. dangerous. So the, <laughs> <laughs> <to me. laughs> so the tip storefront. So uh, the trainer incentive program is actually a really, really big placement program for us for uh, getting wild horses and burros into private care. So the uh, it's the trainer incentive program, and basically what happens is. Uh, there are basic gentling requirements, you know, pick up all four feet, uh, approach the horse or burrow, get them uh, haltered in a pen, load them into a trailer, um, handle them all over, all that good stuff. And for completing those gentling requirements, uh, MHF actually reimburses the trainer for their time and marketing of that animal to get them into private care. So a tip storefront is actually a larger facility that can host 20 or house, excuse me, 20 or more animals at any given time. And we've got those strategically located throughout the country. So the general public can go and adopt from tip storefronts. Other tip trainers can get horses or burrows from the tip storefront. So they're kind of uh, almost like an outpost for us where we're able to bring in larger animals, uh, larger numbers of animals, excuse me, uh, and have other folks come in and get them from the tip trainers. Okay, I'm looking up the closest location. See what you did? Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> well, one of the things, too, that uh, that you guys do is there's actually prize money involved here. And it's something that we're not used to in certain disciplines in the, in the equestrian world. Uh, but you're, there's more than $40,000 in cash and prizes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so there is. We have cash incentives for lots of different things. We have... Uh, there's actually a guaranteed payout. Everyone that shows up, uh, you get at minimum $100 to help offset your expenses. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, prize money, uh, total pot of $25,000. We also have a fan favorite uh, prize incentive. Uh, so obviously lots of ways for you to win money uh, as well as buckles because everyone loves buckles just as much as they love money. Maybe money a little bit more. But yeah, yeah well, lots of money. <laughs> Depends how many buckles you already have, I think. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, are the horses sold immediately after? Then, is there is there an auction after? It, there is, there is. So it's an auction at the conclusion of the event. Um, and the structure of the events, for those that uh, might not be familiar, we have three preliminary classes. We have a handling and conditioning class where you're looking at the handling, um, how gentle that animal is, uh, and then the conditioning, obviously the work that the trainer's been able to do. Uh, we have a maneuvers class, which goes to show the, the horsemanship, um, and then a trail class. Uh, so from there, our top 10 are selected um, and go into our top 10 freestyle. Uh, but the animals that have competed are available for 
auction or they are all auctioned at the conclusion of the event. So um, the top 10 are auctioned at the conclusion of the top 10. Those that didn't make the top 10 are auctioned earlier in that day, typically. So um, yeah, they're all available <clears throat> for adoption or purchase following the conclusion of the event. And what if I'm a yeah. trainer and I don't want to auction it off? I want to keep it forever. Sure, sure, sure. Get in there and buy yeah. it or what? It, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So trainers actually, um, it's pretty lucrative for the trainers or it can be. So the trainers get 50% commission on the sale of their animal, um, less a, an admin fee. We have to, there's some paperwork and stuff that we have to submit to actually purchase the horses from the BLM, but um, less an admin fee of $200. So they get 50% of those proceeds is one way to look at it, or they are paying only 50% when they're bidding, if that makes oh, any sense. Gotcha. So the, if the trainer wants to keep that horse, they can go in and they bid. They have to bid just like the general public, but they're actually getting it at a discount because of that split commission. So if, if I'm, I'm uh, so am I like, sitting in the ring with my horse bid, like raising my hand and some jerk up in the audience is bidding <laughs> against me for my horse. Like I will come after you or is it exactly, just... <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool. We actually, uh, many times if the trainer is bidding on the horse, the, the audience recognizes the relationship and the bond that has been formed. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they'll back off and let the uh -huh. trainer uh, try to try unless to it was Jamie and then there then 10 people are bidding more and then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jamie would fail at this she falls in love with every one of them there's no way she could she could do this successfully yeah <laughs> yeah she'd like drive off with her horse before the auction you'd never see her again <laughs> oh, goodness. Too funny. all right now the applications are now open how do they how do they submit an application Sure, absolutely. Great question, Glenn. So um, if you head over to ExtremeMustangMakeover.com or MustangHeritageFoundation.org, there are links to uh, go ahead and complete the application process. It's all online. Um, you can go through and submit using um, our online platform called Submittable, uh, and all the documentation will come over our way. If you prefer to have a uh, paper application mailed to you, you're more than welcome to reach out. We can mail those out to you to go ahead and complete hard copy. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is to email either info at mustangheritagefoundation.org or to call the office uh, at 512-869-3225 and ask for an application. So um, application deadlines, we've got obviously the three different events. Uh, first application deadline is February the 1st for our Kentucky event. Uh, and then the Oklahoma and New Jersey event, the application deadline is March the 1st. So we still have some time. Uh, if you're interested in thinking about it, I would encourage you to go ahead and throw your name in the hat earlier than later, though. And you just basically go pick out a horse from the closest satellite location to you? Or how, how, is the, how are these horses uh, selected? Sure, sure. So that is actually something that is um, a new modification for this coming 2021 in, in response to COVID. Um, so for this year, yes, you'll be able to go and select from any facility, any event, um, anything of that nature. In a normal non-COVID influenced year, um, we have specific uh, pick up dates and locations where it's a light group of horses that you get to go um, and you'll be randomly assigned from there. But this year's a little different, obviously, with COVID 
throwing some monkey wrenches in our plans or potentially. So, um, yep. So any, any horse, you, whether you want a, you know, a mare or, or a gelding, doesn't matter. It's totally your call for this year. Um, they have to be over the age of four. Uh, if you are competing as an adult, if you are competing as a youth, they have to be under the age of two. So those are the only real stipulations for this year. Those poor three-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, kidding. they get no love at all. <laughs> so let's uh, let's make another announcement here, too, that we have not talked about yet. We're very excited to announce that the Mustang Heritage Foundation is going to be joining us here on Horses in the Morning the first Tuesday of every month. And basically, we're going to be having a Mustang Day here on Horses in the Morning. And our, I, we wanted to do this forever. And then when we talked to you guys, we decided that uh, it would be great for one episode a month and one of our special episodes uh, every month to talk about Mustangs and you're going to be co-hosting it with us and we're very excited about it. We are as well. We're, we're thrilled to, to have the opportunity to partner with you guys and you know just continue getting the word out there uh, about these great horses and you know the fact that they are nothing more than a horse that happens to have a brand on their on their neck. So we're very very excited about this partnership and looking forward to it. Well, and we'll be able to, um, you know, we'll be able to talk to some of the competitors coming up and uh, some of the past competitors and and just talk about Mustangs in many different ways. And obviously, we've done that in the show here for a very long time. Uh, Zeus is the most famous Mustang we have here on the show. That's one of Jamie's who is an escape artist. And uh, <laughs> he might have some memes written about him uh, because yeah. he does not stay there's a, there's well. There's a hashtag, damn it, Zeus. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a great holiday, and we'll look forward to working with you guys next year. Well, thank you so very much, and happy holidays to you and yours as well. Thanks, Alex. Bye, Alex. Bye-bye. Well, that's fun. I'm so excited. We've been wanting to do this for a very long time. You know, we've very talked cool. about I'm it excited. forever. So, uh, And it looks like, the, you know, there's a Oklahoma City's right up the street from you. I know. I'm not doing it, Glenn. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't have the facility to gentle a completely wild Mustang. My fences aren't high enough. I can't ask Chad, hey, babe, can you go raise the fences? Like, yeah, two feet? like three feet, great. please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. So did he say the youth have to do under two years old? Yeah. So Why they, is they, the youth doing younger ones? They they don't ride them. They're oh, not, it's they in do hand. The handling, yeah, all ah, of it's got in it. hand. Okay, I was curious about that. I was going, wait, isn't that backwards? But the, the little kids get to ride the little horses. You know, yeah. no, it's just it's all on the ground. Yeah. It's not <laughs> okay. All right, right. It makes me feel better. All right, uh, did, um, we did all of the question first world problems. Uh, I that? think I had one or two remaining. Okay. Um, yeah, so here we're, we've got a couple left. So <clears throat> Katie says, it never fails that there's always fresh poop on the leg strap buckle right when I need to take the blanket off. Every time. <laughs> Every Why do time. I have to stick my hands into your poop? Every so you time. And they've, they have had the runs when that happens too. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just fresh. Uh, Rachel says, I took my, <laughs> this is funny. I took my horse to a cowboy mounted shooting practice for the first time. And he didn't even blink an eye at the gunfire. But in the arena over next door, the cows are being roped and he becomes completely unglued. <laughs> I'm going to make her hand in her quarter horse card. 
The court horse totally unfazed by guns, but the cows are really That's <laughs> great. And uh, finally, we'll wrap it up with Jennifer. Yeah. And this is really is sad, Jennifer. Is my wife Jennifer or different Jennifer? Uh, it's better not be your wife because you will have a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's not your wife. It's a different Jennifer. Um, she says, and it's like, <sighs> I'm pretty sure that my husband did not get me that $4,500 saddle that I wanted. <laughs> I know it's not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please don't be my wife. Um, I would like to tell you that I got told of an early Christmas present because we had to do some work around the house. This is the kind of, this is the kind of crap horse women actually want besides $4,500 saddles. Um, my husband said, how's your wash rack working? And I have this wash rack. We kind of framed out this area. We maybe built a wash rack, put the post in the ground and everything, but I couldn't, we didn't do concrete. I couldn't afford it. So we put some rocks, some of the driveway, we like scraped up some of the driveway rocks and put them in there. And, uh, I don't use it because it hurts their feet. They're like kind of big driveway rocks. And every time I go, I have to walk the horse in and turn them around, you know, and then there's like, uh, uh, and I can't watch it. So I just don't use it. I just hose them off outside. So yesterday, Chad starts scraping the rocks out. I'm like, what are you doing? It's fine. We'll just, maybe we'll put some sand in there in the future on top of the rocks. He was like, I can't hide it anymore. The concrete trucks are coming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you can't hide a concrete truck. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Uh, you know what? You know, when I had Lucas, my, ba- you know, you, when you have a baby, your husband's, uh, the father's supposed to give you a present. That's like a thing. And um, my baby present was concrete in Arizona. So we're sticking with <laughs> You're continuing Christmas the tradition. Concrete. My Christmas concrete. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very happy. Hey, um, I got to do something this weekend that I haven't done in four months. I drove my pony. I felt good enough. And so you're uh, going to say, like, I pooped normal. No, I drove my pony and I got, uh, (laughs) well, that too. Uh, So so I drove my pony. The the cart had the big tire, the big wheels on it that were the hard rubber and they were narrow, like an inch wide. And I I love my cart, but the wheels would sink in the sand. I'd sink three inches and it's very hard for the pony to pull. Poor little scooter making them work so hard. And then we have those rocks in our driveway too, which they hate walking on too, by the way. But I would sink in the driveway to make them extra hard to pull. (laughs) So I finally ordered new pneumatic tires, rubber tires, like with air in them and stuff. And we got them in and I successfully put them on the cart. And what a difference because they're like four inches wide. So we ride on top of the sand like now. big bicycle like, like huge bicycle beach tires bicycle like tires. beach bike tires like my electric bike tires and it's so much easier for him to pull now but i took him out drove him for the first time now he also jennifer maybe worked with him once in four months um but it was so nice to get out and drive he was perfect he didn't make a wrong move i think he's too fat <laughs> to uh to want to do anything energetic <laughs> but uh, we we're both out of shape so we stayed out about 20 minutes and uh yeah it was fun it was fun to get out again so i'm excited i'm excited to uh get back to driving happy new year i'm glad you're all patched up and yeah all it was, the bad it was, stuff's cut out of you and you're ready to go eating again and feeling energetic again now i lost every muscle i've had in my life you know the 30 pounds i lost i think it was all muscle yeah uh, they say that goes first and you could tell but i get sore anything i do now and i'm going i didn't used to get sore just doing bending over you know but it was nice it was nice to get out and drive again so i am feeling much better and uh it, i'm feeling almost human it's cool oh you forget job. when you're sick for that long what it normal feels like 
You know, and then when you start to feel normal again, you go, wow, that's what it feels like. You know what? Yeah, on the on the converse side of that, I've kickboxing is closed for the for the next couple of weeks, and I'm actually not sore for the first time in a long time, <laughs> and it feels weird. I don't know. I got out of bed and nothing hurt, so you know, I may be a potato in a couple of days, but yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Jamie will be in making an unusual Tuesday appearance here. We're going to be testing Vegemite versus Marmite. The British versus the Aussies, and uh, then and we're going to be probably we'll, we'll like either one of them. So yeah, <laughs> but we love the people. I love how that has created the biggest stir, and people were saying the Aussies, especially, were saying, "Hey, that's not the kind we eat down here. The kind you're buying up there is the British version of." Vegemite. It's not our version. You're eating the wrong ones. How can we get you the right ones? And I'm like, do you really think we're going to know the difference or care? To be honest, <laughs> we're probably dislike them both. But we're going to give it a try with an open mind. We might like it. They, I did make the mistake of opening one, like you said, and smelling it. Not great. Gotta no. say, not a not the greatest smell in the world. No, 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 but we're going to get to it. It'll be fine. It'll be, It'll fine. be fine. So that's on tomorrow's show. And then we're going to play some trivia with some auditors as well. So we're, uh, And then we'll be back on Friday for our last, li- our last uh, new episode of the year. We'll be on Wednesday. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. All right, Spain, you're telling everybody.